What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Kenny. Welcome back to episode two of The Show, The Podcast. Thank you to everybody who listened, who gave me feedback, who praised the first episode of the show. Uh, I'm truly thankful that that everybody listened to it and uh, giving me the opportunity to enjoy this platform and just talk to you guys a little bit about this game we all love to <laughs> love to get frustrated about. Um, first order of business: we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify. If you're on one of those platforms right now listening to this podcast, you already know this information. But make sure you're subscribing, leave five-star reviews, tell uh, tell your friends, tell your friends about this podcast. Um, as I promised in the first episode, I will shout out people who leave five-star reviews. So I do have to shout out my good friend Peter Kersich, who says, and there is 100% truth to this review, this podcast is awesome. There's nothing Kenny can't do. Pete, you are 100% correct. Thank you for all your help setting up this podcast with me and getting through the technical stuff. I thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. Um, make sure you go check out my friend Pete's podcast, too, Straight Shooting with Pistol Pete. Uh, if you love the Yankees and you love media personalities, Pete interviews, some of the best. Uh, definitely worth your time to go check that out on Spotify. Um, second order of business. Guys, we had a big collection award come out since the last we spoke, and I don't know how to feel. Um, you know, I'm sitting here right now just grinding some showdowns out, and I've yet to unlock MVP Mike Trout. I'm close. I think I have 12 of the 15 vouchers at this moment. I'm definitely going to unlock him. You know, he'll probably be my starting left fielder or center fielder, depending on what defensive alignment I want to go with, uh, where Mickey's going to play. <sighs> but I don't know. Are we are we happy w- with this collection award? Um, you know, Mike Trout is, is great. But this card is only marginally better than his live series. Yes, you can prestige it. But when I look at other great cards, specifically outfielders in this game... Mickey Mantle is clearly better because he's a switch hitter. And I think I think I even like Larry Walker looking at the stats more than I like Mike Trout. I know a lot of people think Trout's swing is a glitch. So, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> sure, you could hit some long balls with him. And yeah, is he going to be one of the top five cards in the game for at least the next month or so? I have no doubt. But you're telling me that when all these you know, finest cards inevitably start coming out or more signature series starts cart coming out, cards start coming out rather. Is Mike Trout even gonna start? He he could be on people's benches. He could become an afterthought. Um you know, maybe I'm overreacting, maybe I'm overtly negative. I'm not a Mike Trout hater by any means. Mike Trout is is the best baseball player of this generation. But I don't know. It was billed as as being a card we've never seen before, and you know we knew it wasn't going to be Hannes Wagner again, but I think the billing of it 
just made us think this was going to be some sort of new crazy legend. Uh, the counter-argument obviously being if it was this groundbreaking legend, they would have used it during pre-promotion. A lot of people were thinking it would be A-Rod, and I think A-Rod is absolutely a card you would have seen in pre-promotion. He would have been... I don't know, he might have even been one of those programs like we had with Jackie Robinson, where you just unlock different tiers of his cards every month or so until the big 99 comes out. I could see that absolutely happening down the line. Um... But I think the expectations were set so high that a lot of people were inevitably just a little disappointed when it was Mike Trout. I think if you told us, if if San Diego Studios told us from the start a reasonable expectation of what this would be, nobody would have would have been as upset, and in the, the outcry would not have been as loud uh, as it was in some corners of the community. Obviously, by all means, there were people who were thoroughly excited about this card, and. Good for you guys. I mean, that's that's by no means a knock on any of you. If, if you're excited for Mike Trout and you hit taters with Mike Trout, I'm happy for you that you guys got someone in your lineups now that you could just lean on and, you know, hit him second, hit him third, and just, you know, score some runs. Um, I'm hoping that'll be the same for me when I unlock him. I'm hoping I love this guy. Um, like I said, he'll be a fixture in my lineup until something better comes out. But at the same time, this could have been something bigger. Um, now, I do want to caution people who are maybe even more upset than I am. Uh, we've seen the way that the guys at the show, the developers, have unloaded content this year. The content has been out of this world. And so I pause and think, well, could there be more? Could there, could there be another level of collection? Um, I kind of anticipated that this collection reward would have been tiered similarly to the player of the month rewards where there wouldn't be a star system. There would be a voucher system like we have, but three vouchers get you this card, six vouchers get you this card, nine get you this card. And then like 12 or 15, boom, you get the big one. Could Mike Trout maybe be the first step of a multi-tiered collection system? You know, with so much content coming out, Tops Now was just released, Finest could be coming out soon. It's not as if we've seen every category of card that's coming. I don't know. It's just a thought. Um, Very good chance that it's wrong, and I'm just, you know, it's a pipe dream. But at the same time, because of the way content is coming out, I think it's a distinct possibility. And, And then maybe that's when you look at a card that comes out I don't know, the first week of September, that just blows people's minds, blows people away. Um, I'm not going to offer ideas on who that could be, because I'm often wrong. You guys can do the math yourselves and look at cards that have been here in the past, and cards that we think should be coming, and and all those sorts of things. Um, I'm not going to speculate on that, but I will speculate and say I don't think that SDS is done. I don't think... Mike Trout is going to be the end-all, be-all collection reward. Again, I could be wrong. You guys could think I'm an idiot. I'm just taking a guess here. Um, But seeing how content has been rolled out, specifically this year, I don't see why not. I don't see why that couldn't be an option. Um, But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. Um, As excited as some people are for this card, I'm not. I'm going to use it. I hope that doesn't make me a hypocrite. But... It's just, it's not my cup of tea. I expected something a little greater. Now, I want to transition here to a big upgrade that's been made in my life. 
Boys, I'm on the monitor now. I don't think I will ever play this game on a television set again. Um, I've listened to so many content creators, Daddy Dimu, Coogs, anybody who's anybody has always said, play on a monitor. You will be better. And maybe I was naive. Maybe it's because I'm not a big computer gamer. I just didn't believe it. I just thought, eh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just not as good as other people. Then I finally came to, I finally came to a breaking point, and I said, what's the harm in trying this out? If I don't like it, I can return the mon- monitor I buy and just, you know, I owe myself a shot. So I bought myself a 24-inch, one-millisecond uh, response time monitor, <laughs> and it's changed my life. I, this is, I never thought I could be decent at this game. I went from a rank seasons rating, I believe my highest was 689 on the TV. You know, probably average, uh, maybe a little above, but by no means fantastic. And literally within three days, I kid you not, I was up to 830. Uh, I thought a World Series run would be in the cards. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, I did still have to adjust to those Hall of Fame and occasionally Legend pitch speeds. So even though I'm a lot more confident playing online now, I understand, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I still have some some upgrading to do, and I still have some work to do, and I still need to figure out what works for me and what doesn't, and just time pitches better. So listen, I <laughs> I implore all of you, take it from someone who is mediocre and saw instantaneous improvement. I, this is not an advertisement. This is not anything. I literally saw the most immense improvement in the shortest period of time that I've ever seen playing a video game. It's just, you know, if you if you were getting blown away by fastballs 97 and higher, you will be early on every fastball now. You'll be early on them because I don't understand the science behind this. I know response time probably speaks for itself. It's self-explanatory. But you just pick the ball up better. Um, you know, I have a monitor obviously positioned closer to me than my television was. So maybe maybe the proximity to my face has something to do with it. But guys, if, if you're not on a monitor and you have the means to purchase one and give it a shot, go for it. You know, I bought my monitor with tax. It was like 180 bucks. So yeah, it's a $200 expense that not everyone really has the money to afford. I totally get that. I'm <laughs> I'm by no means uh ready to purchase the five, six, seven hundred dollar monitor that some of the, the real big time MLB content creators use. Um but I love this thing. I, I absolutely love it. It's made me better at this game. It's <laughs> lowered my stress levels considerably. Um and it is so 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 worth it. So worth it. Um it it was really incredible. Um, I know if you guys listened to my first episode, I was very upfront about I live under the ball. My PCI placement stinks. Uh, my timing is bad. And it was all because I was playing on the TV. I went from getting like two to three perfect perfects a game to ten. And if you care about playing this game and... If you're someone who really, really, really cares about how you perform and that you're not wasting your time playing the game and 
and this and that, go buy a monitor. It comes, it should come anyway with all the cables you need, HDMI, power cords, and just give it a shot. You know, some people just play this game casually for fun, and you guys do you. Play it however you are most comfortable. I, I'm not, obviously, demanding that you guys make this big switch and, and spend money and all that kind of jazz. But if you're serious about playing this game and it's something you do daily or multiple times per week or, you know, what have you, however many hours you spend on it, if you feel like you need to get better and you don't know what else to do, purchase a monitor. And on that note, that brings me to the the next thing I want to talk about. You can get better, obviously on a monitor, you can get better on your TV. You can get better no matter what you think your difficulty is or, or your level of play is. So I'm going to tell you guys how I practice before I play Ranked Seasons. You know, this is not breaking news to anybody. This, this should not be surprising or mind-blowing here, but I think so many people overlook the fact that you can create a custom practice scenario offline, outside of Diamond Dynasty. You can set it to whatever difficulty you want. You can hit with whichever team you want. And not only can you pick the team you're going to go against, you pick the pitcher you go against. And, guys, no matter what difficulty level you play at, hop into a custom practice. Put the difficulty on Legend. Even if you're playing Veteran or All-Star consistently, put the difficulty on Legend. None of these runs count. None of the strikeouts count. None of the stats count. None of the runs count. You could play it for two minutes. You could play it for 20 minutes. I like to sit there for a couple minutes and just watch. I don't even hit any inputs. I just try to time it in my head. And as the pitch is coming in, I say strike. Ball. I read the pitch. I try to call out curve, slider, whatever it might be. You know, pitch recognition, especially online, can be really difficult. The difference between a cutter and a fastball on a, on a Kluber is so difficult to pick up, and that's why he's hard to hit. The difference between a slider and a fastball at first can be, can be difficult. You know, you can't tell it's dipping as much as it is or moving away as much as it is until very late. And we all know that check swinging in this game is fickle. Check swinging is hit or miss. Even, even if your guy's got the best discipline or best back control, you know, it's a video game. Check swinging is not perfect. But if you jump into custom practice, here's what I recommend. Pick your favorite team. Not necessarily your favorite team in MLB real life, but maybe your MLB The Show team that you feel as if have, has hitters you're most comfortable with. Use types of hitters that you use normally. You know, if, if there is a downside to this custom practice mode, it's live series players. So it's not like you're going to use your straight Diamond Dynasty team in there. I mean, there are plenty of players who are live series who have other versions of cards that you might be using. So, so use them. Give them a shot. What I do is I pick to play against the Toronto Blue Jays, and I always put in Ken Giles as the pitcher. I saw this from Movie Gaming TV. This is not an idea I invented. But I can talk to you as someone who tried and used his advice and immediately got better. I use the Yankees when I hit because I'm a Yankee fan. A lot of right-handed batters, 
in that lineup, which I actually think is good when you face Giles because it's a righty-righty matchup and his slider is so nasty that it dips away so late. And why I think Giles is the best guy to practice against is one, like I said, because of that slider, but because he has fastball velocity. And velocity is the name of the game in ranked, especially on legend. That fastball is so, so tough to catch up against. So now if you can catch up to that fastball in practice on legend and then adjust to his slider, because he's primarily a fastball slider pitcher. Those are really the only two pitchers you're going to see. If you could hit that fastball, not just, I'm not talking about make contact to the field. I'm talking about square it up, hit it up the middle, pull it, and then hold back, show some patience, and watch that slider fall out of the zone or tap that slider to the opposite field. Or if you're using lefties, pull that slider, whoever you're using, you know, if you could hit the pitch appropriately in legend consistently, then go hopped and ranked. Use the custom practice mode. SDS didn't put it there for no reason. You know, I understand and some people have limited windows of time when they can play the game and they want to just hop in a game of ranked and have an hour's worth of fun and then and then hop out and go about their day. I totally get it. I have situations when I do that too. I don't do this every single time I play ranked in that, you know, sometimes I do just hop on for a game and I get out and I go back to doing my thing. But if I plan on playing a prolonged amount of games, I'm doing this. I am 100% without question. The first thing I do is I open custom practice. I watch for maybe three to five minutes and just analyze the pitches and you know, you can't analyze trends in custom practice, obviously, because it's the computer. You can analyze trends in ranked seasons, but that's a different discussion. Um, just adjust to his speed, adjust to his slider, and then you're ready. Like I said, even if you're playing on all-star difficulty, practicing on legend should make you better. If you find that on all-star difficulty you are late on pitches, try it. Now, if you're an all-star difficulty player and your timing you feel is perfect, don't practice on Legend. You could practice on All-Star or Hall of Fame. You, there's a middle ground there. But for me, knowing the way I play and knowing that I tend to sit actually off-speed because I want to hit that pitch, I don't want to flail and miss, practice Legend. Promise you, you'll see improvement. No matter what screen you're playing on. Um, you know, I do want to play around with it a little more. Right now, Ken Giles, based on the advice from Movie Gaming TV, is the best guy, in my opinion, to go against. But I'm going to do some research. I'm going to go through some rosters, go through some teams, maybe find guys who have his velocity and slider, but maybe a little more wild. Maybe that'll force me to really pay attention to the strike zone. Maybe a guy like Emmanuel, uh, I think it's Classe, is how you say his last name, on the Indians might be a guy who's worth practicing against. I don't know. But that's the beauty of custom practice. If you don't like playing against Ken Giles or you find Ken Giles very easy to hit, pick a different team. Pick a different pitcher. Um, you could pick any pitcher on any team. That's live series. It's totally, 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 totally worth your time. I cannot encourage everyone enough to try. So, thank you for attending my TED Talk about that. Um... I truly think that it's helpful for, for everybody. It doesn't matter what level of play you're at. Try custom practice. But there's one more thing I want to talk about in this episode. And, you know, it's Tuesday. This episode is coming out just after new World Series bosses were revealed. 
And boy, oh boy, I don't know how to feel. Now, this episode seems to have a lot of negativity as far as the Mike Trout and now these two World Series awards. I promise you I don't just crap on everything SDS does. I, I will praise SDS up and down like I did before with how great the content has been. Uh, but I just don't know how I feel about World Series awards being Chris Sale, 99 Signature Series, and Ricky Henderson, 99. So, we all know Chris Sale is gross. He's got great velocity. He's a lefty. His his movement is absurd. Pitch mix is good. But I just don't know. I don't love using lefties pitchers in this game. Uh, maybe it's just my inability to pitch with them. But I, th- I feel as if there are so many lefty mashers. And also, at this point, so many lefty cards, lefty batters, who can hit left-handed pitching. You know, Larry Walker, for instance, can hit left-handed pitching. And smart lineup builders will put a righty masher in between, or a righty batter who mashes lefties, rather, in between their lefties. You're going to see a lot of lineups that go lefty, chipper, prestige Chipper Jones, lefty. Or lefty, prestige Buster Posey, lefty. And those smart lineup builders are going to crush most lefty pitchers. Just my opinion. So... Yeah, like Chris Sale is a great pitcher. And early on in this this uh, this game, in this game cycle, I used Live Series Chris Sale quite a lot. And that was before so many of these lefty mashing cards came out. So I had a, a reasonable amount of success. But I just, I don't know, I look at lefty relievers and they get crushed. Lefty starters, a lot of them get crushed. Um... I, I think if I do actually make it to World Series this season, um, you know, I have increased hopes on that front now that, like I said, I'm on this monitor. Um, I think I will take Chris Sale, but probably to sell. Probably to sell. Uh, I might try him out first and then sell to finish the Mike Trout Award collection. Um, you know, I might not honestly try either of these cards and just pick the one that's going for the most on the market and flip it. Uh, and when it comes to Ricky Henderson, why? Like, why? We already got his 95 overall card. I personally have never found too much success with Ricky Henderson, who, by the way, is one of those aforementioned lefty smashers. Uh, I know he's going to be a 99 speed, 99 steal. He's going to be one of those guys where late in the game, he's going to pinch run. He's going to steal second. Some guys will probably make him steal third. He might be somewhat useful as a pinch runner, but why are you going to waste your time crushing and and grinding for a pinch runner? Tim Locastro is a 99-speed, 99-steal. If you really want that, you throw him in your lineup or your, your bench. Or the 99 Jackie Robinson is a great pinch runner, and if you grind it through the game, you probably have him. You got him for free. Use him. At this point in the game, you look at the the great outfielders, and it's Mickey Mantle, it's Larry Walker, you know, this this new Mike Trout, the Vladimir Guerrero from last World Series, Dylan Carlson I see a lot of people use, 99 George Springer. I don't think Ricky Henderson enters the conversation. I think he is a guy who will be strictly put on benches, or for people who haven't unlocked Trout or didn't choose Larry Walker, maybe he 
he cracks their lineups. And good for them. If you hit with him, you hit with him. That's the beauty of this game. There's so many cards and so many different types of players that if you're successful with a card, you use it. And no one should question you for that. But from my perspective, I'm kind of done with outfielders at this point. Stan Musial's an outfielder who's, who I've seen play outfield for some guys. I play him at first because he's less of a defensive risk. But it's like SDS. I know I know outfield is there's three positions in the outfield. There are so many of our great baseball players of all time who play the outfield. So many great players currently in the game who play the outfield. Let's start releasing some cards at different positions. I said this in episode one. Give me some catchers. Give me some second baseman. You know, Ernie Banks and Jimmy Rollins are here. Give me some shortstops. Really just fill out the infield. Give me more infield options. I feel like a lot of infields are now getting very similar. And early on in the show, early on in Diamond Dynasty, there were so many similar lineups that it became boring. The content's been great. The drops have been consistent. Now let's focus all of our attention on the infields. You've given us these outfielders that people love to use. You've given us great outfielders. Don't get me wrong. But let's move to the infield. Let's let's give us some guys who are going to diversify lineups who are going to be vast improvements. You know, I still see so many people using 96 Prestige Chipper Jones. It's a great card. It's a switch hitter. Kills lefties. Glitchy swing. But when there's 99s across the board at pretty much every other position, I feel like too many people are still using that card. You know, I use the face of the franchise, George Brett. He's one of my favorite hitters to use. I love his swing. Lefty, lefty, lefty on righty, doesn't matter. Love his swing. Some guys like to use the Harmon Killerbrew. His swing has never been ideal for me. There is the Mike Schmidt that's available. But still, it's obvious that people prefer that Chipper Jones over those three cards, for the most part, because I still see that Chipper Jones more. And again, use the cards you're comfortable with. If, if these guys ranked World Series are liking Chipper Jones, clearly they're, do something, they're doing something correct, because <laughs> they've made World Series. But in the effort to diversify content and give us more, and diversified lineups, would love to see some more third basemen. I don't know what the answer to that question is. I don't know who those players would be. I'm not here offering suggestions of who I want SDS to release. I'm just saying they're, they're smart people there. It's time to shift the attention to the infield and give us some rewards and some, some big-time players worth grinding for on the diamond. And guys... I feel like this is a very ranty episode. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of negativity here. There will be a lot more positivity next week. I don't want to promise anything because I have had some emails back and forth with a very prominent MLB content creator. I don't want to reveal his name just yet. But I'm pretty sure we're going to have this person on for episode three. There will be a YouTube component to it as well. So I will be creating a YouTube page at some point within the next week and posting the video there. So I will provide updates on Twitter at the show, the pod, uh, when that all comes together to fruition. But guys, I'm super stoked about this. Super stoked. This was always the goal of this podcast was to talk about this game. I love to interact with the community, but also to interview and just have candid conversations with some of the best MLB The Show content creators on the internet. People love watching their content, 
And if you jump in their Twitch streams, some people probably know some personal details about these streamers. But I want to talk to these people one-on-one. We're not playing the game. We're just talking like people about the game and about life. And just kind of giving you a peek behind the curtain. And what goes along with that is there will be a bonus video. Every time I interview a content creator, there will be a bonus video. The bonus video will be behind a paywall on Patreon. I do this podcast for fun. But to support the podcast and to support what I'm doing, you can become a member on Patreon. I'm not going to go into a big spiel about it because it is part of my outro. But if you want to see that bonus content that will be exclusive to Patreon members, please consider donating and becoming a patron. Um, I'd like to get to something where when I have a handful of patrons, maybe they get incorporated into the podcast episodes or they get shout outs on the show or whatever it is. Or, you know, there is a tier where you can play games against me every month if you become a patron. So I don't know. Those are kinks to work out. But for now, just want to let you guys know there's a very good chance that episode three is featuring a prominent MLB The Show content creator. And again, the interview is not done yet, so I don't want to shout his name out yet because I just want to make sure that we film it first. But I'm very excited for that. And guys, that's going to end episode number two. Thank you all so much for listening all the way through. Again, please leave me feedback on Twitter at MLB... I'm sorry, (laughs) at The Show The Pot. Um, Give me feedback. I want to know what you guys would like to hear on this podcast, and I'd love to know better ways to uh, interact with the community. Things like that. So guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.